You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, A Fresh New Voice. Hello. Hey, Josh. Hello? Yeah, Josh. Who the hell is this? It's Jonathan. What are you talking about? It's me. What, what's going on with your voice? Nothing. Please, okay, please. You sound like you're in a funk band from the early 80s. All right, it's been, my voice has been digitally altered through the soundboard. It's been tweaked through EQ to give me 5 dBs more bass or something. Uh, please, okay, you don't even know what that means. You can't even spell EQ. What, what is the deal? My, my radio program was presented to a test audience some time ago to get some market feedback, and evidently um, the, the, the words uh, whiny and nasal came up a lot. So the uh, the network brass came up with this uh, idea that, you know, maybe my voice could, you know, just be lowered a little bit and, and, and tweaked. So I'm tempted to say that anything that makes your voice less whiny and nasal is by definition a good thing. But you sound like Stephen Hawking channeling Gordon Lightfoot. Thank you. Could just... You sound somewhat like a helper monkey. Look, can we just move on, all right? An impaired helper monkey. Get used to it, all right? Take, and... take the effect box off your voice so I can have a normal conversation it's, with you. It's a part of the microphone apparatus. Well, why don't you just put the microphone down for once in your life? I don't find it that intrusive, okay? I'm used to it already. Of course you don't find it that intrusive. It's like living in a hideous building. You don't see the building because you're looking out. But I'm looking at the building and I'm liking what I'm seeing. I mean, it's, 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 it's borderline intolerable. In fact, forget borderline. Intolerable. Take it off. Look, I mean, I'm not nuts about it, but I'm trying to get used to it. And according to the test audiences, it makes my voice sound more authoritative. And it gives me a little more gravitas. Gravitas. Gravity. Yeah, uh, gravity as in uh, sinking lower and lower. You see, normally if I if I do a monologue about all my troubles and stuff like that, I end up sounding like Gilbert Gottfried. But with this thing, you know, I sound more like, like Miles Davis or something. So it, it makes the whole thing, you know, 30 to 35% sexier. I think I'm now 30% more nauseated. I mean, let's, you know, let's talk like men here. You were always kind of boring, but now you're boring and aggravating. Let's be frank. This new voice, you know, it's not even a real human voice. I don't even know what to call it, but it's decidedly aggravating. Well, I, I think I might like it, actually. You might like it? I think, I, I'm, I think I'm getting Who used to it. cares what you like? It has about. advantages. You're talking to people. It's people's... It people respect the voice. Because in the mean streets where you live, it's all about respect for you. John, I mean, you, you, keep in mind, right? This, I don't understand what, what, how you think this is going to work. What this, do you mean? this effect that you put on your voice only works when you're in the studio on the mic. Well, so how is it going to work? It's, it, all that this is going to do is encourage you to, to, to remove yourself even more from the real world and stay in your little hermetically sealed kingdom there, uh, and not even venture out and talk to people one on one. Is this a healthy thing? Not a healthy thing. Well, I, I like it in here. Not a healthy thing. You know, uh, what's going to happen? You're going to have your underlings wheel you around in a mobile studio. I mean, I mean, is that your little fantasy? You know, you got your little hookup. You know, you're sort of uh, you're like the boy in the bubble, but it's actually just a, a, a recording booth. Look at me, I'm just respect me. All right, you know what? That doesn't. Don't you respect? You, you know something? I've got, I've got, um, I've got EQs on this soundboard that would actually be able to alter your voice. Also, you know that? Does it? Does that appeal to you? No, not really. Because no. you know, I hold in in you know, I hold the power. 
Oh, very impressive. Very yeah, impressive. It, it, well, it it's is almost impressive. almost like you're in complete control. It's not almost. Could, I am. You control everything. I mean, there's a fiction that everybody else is an independent actor responsible for their own actions, but what are you doing? I, what do you think? It's, it's, I, I, you have sunk, I, I, I don't, you know. What, how, what am I supposed to say to this? It's pathetic. It's pathetic. I like it. I think it's cute. You it sound cute. It is not cute. It you, is not cute. It is, it is what an infant would do if an infant had the technological capacity. I think it makes you a lot more likable. Just give me back my normal voice, okay? I'm it's not. I'm, I like this. Shameful. Shame. I mean, I think I think sort of like with the way I sound and the way you sound, you know, it's sort of like I, I feel like a big lumberjack with a cuddly little titmouse on my lap. Yeah, you you are a degenerate, okay? You have no authentic humanity left. You're pathetic. You have no shame. You have no... You don't even understand what it's like to be a human being anymore. Oh, I mean, there's a kidnapped on your left. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to claw your eyes out. If you were here right now, I would, I would, I would school you. I would show you what a real human being does. Hello, search clothing. Um, yeah, hi. I um, I was in your clothing store a couple weeks ago, and I bought a pair of pants. Anyway, they shrunk, and uh, I wanted to know if I couldn't if I couldn't bring them back to to return them. Are you sure they shrunk? They don't shrink. They're pre-shrunk already. Do you know? Didn't you see the tag? It says pre-shrunk. Right. I know it says that, and that's what the sales lady told me. But when I you know put them in the dryer, they they shrank. So they're, they're pretty shrunk. You can put it in the dryer. It's fine. Right. I no, no, well, it, evidently it isn't fine because I, I, after taking it out of the dryer, they're, they're, they, they shrink. I mean, they're too small for me to wear. I, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not pop. They don't shrink. Well, I, 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 maybe, did you, maybe you just gained some weight. Excuse you me? Thought, maybe you just got, maybe you just gained some weight. Well, I didn't gain any weight in the past two weeks. You know, it's. I don't know what to tell you. They're not, they're totally, they're pre shrunk. They don't shrink. Well, I mean, well, anyway, they, they, sh you know. Wait, I mean, can you hold, they, hold on, hold on, sorry, hold on. Oh, will you get me a coffee? Totally. <laughs> hello. Yes. You're still there. Yes. Um, so I, yeah. anyway, I want. Well, regardless of what you're saying, they they shrank, and I like. Hello. <laughs> oh my God! It's so cute. It's adorable. I love it. Look. No, we don't exchange. Look at the receipts. I well, look. I mean, they were falsely advertised. I I, I would like to be able to exchange them for the for a pair of pants that fit. It's not our fault that you bought a pair of pants that you're too fat for. Sorry. I'm telling nothing you. There's absolutely nothing I can do. We don't ever give refunds. Well, I mean, is is there anybody that I could? Do you have a manager? Are you leaving, are you leaving right now? Well, I got to well, leave hello. Right now. Wait, oh, hang, I want to tell. I want to tell. Wait, no, wait, no wait, hang wait, on a second. Wait. Hello, I'd like. Don't I'd like some. Don't don't, don't start wait. talking. I want to hear about. Guys. Okay, hello. I want to hear. I I gotta. Wait, I gotta. I just, one second. I've got to get rid of this guy. Hold on. Sorry, there's nothing. You know, there's no I mean, refund. Nothing I can do. There must be some kind of. Nothing I can do. Good luck. clothing that looks so cute you know it's really rude to be talking to other people when you're on the telephone oh um um um, um anyway I'm, I'm, i'd like to return a pair of pants i bought really they shrunk you know i we've actually, I've actually i think we've actually been having problems with the pre-shrunk jeans 
I mean, it's, I feel so bad. It's awful to like buy a really cute pair of jeans and bring them home. Well, and well, then, what are you what are you going to be able to do for me? Um, um, you can get a complete refund, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. And I can even, if you want, I can throw in a um twenty percent discount on your next purchase. Well, I think that would be great. My name is um my name's Melissa, and you all used to do. I, I work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Just come when I'm there and ask for me personally, and I'll I'll take I'll take really good care of you. Well, thanks a lot, Melissa. Ha- have a good day. Oh, and a good and a good weekend too. Have a good weekend. All of my life, I have been a formidable presence, what some may call a hulking mountain of a man. On airplanes, which I take frequently to fly to strongman competitions, my buttocks often become stuck between the armrests of my seat. It is as natural for me to have a full-grown goat up over my head and spin it around by the hoof as it is for some men to open an umbrella. I am as physically sublime as a tidal wave, I am a man whose mighty handshake makes even giant men feel like five-year-olds. And despite the best intentions, my presence often makes powerful, dynamic men feel ineffectual, and ineffectual men feel virtually non-existent. My gaze is as heavy as an anvil, and my brow, when furled, is as creased and creviced as the hide of an elephant's knee. And my voice? Well... It is not unlike the deep, manly baritone of a 1960s soul singer married to the chest-poking emphaticness of a professional wrestler. And did I mention my goatee? It is as sharp as a dagger and as wiry as a prison toilet brush. Were you to describe me as a cross between King Kong Bundy, Sasquatch, and one of those small trucks that remove snow from the sidewalks, I would say, yeah, that's, that's pretty appropriate. Allow me to start from the beginning. As a child, I was what people called a strapping lad. By the age of eight, even though we lived in Regina, I took to wearing lederhosen. What began as a jokey gift from my half-German Uncle Henry became a sensible, off-worn vestment. Because of the obscene muscularity of my calves, my regular pants did not fit well, and so these Teutonic culottes seemed a reasonable choice of dress. In the summer, while chopping wood on our family farm, I would wear them shirtless, my suspenders dangling at my sides. After my chores, I would sup upon a half dozen boiled eggs, each one chased with a small mason jar of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, I believed, kept my gigantic limbs limber and able. In my spare time, I would do thousands of jumping jacks across the plains. I was told that from a distance, I looked like a hopping Tasmanian red kangaroo. The red kangaroo being the largest of all the marsupials. Growing up Thor-like was not always easy, but it was my lot, and I did my best with what God gave me. In my early teens, the Schwarzenegger-like proportions of my pectorals made it virtually impossible to fit into one of those novelty tuxedo t-shirts, and my Hasselhoff-like mane of centimeter-thick hair strands 
were never able to be restrained by hairnet, making my lifelong wish to work the deep fryer at a Chuck E. Cheese a dream left bitterly unrealized. In my early adulthood, I became somewhat of a ladies' man. Women were attracted to my flying buttress-like shoulders and the suave manner in which I'd roll up my slacks to massage soothing ointment into my thighs during French class. Take off my shoes and massage my massive ogre's feet, I would intone, and they would fall to the ground like idolaters. But for all that, I was feared, too. People were not only cowed by the largeness of my physicality, but by the largeness of my spirit. Because, you see, my spirit, too, was large and crushing, as large as a Coney Island roller coaster, and as crushing as an Olympic-sized swimming pool filled with rat traps and bowling balls. And yet, beneath it all, under all the muscle, thick hair, tan skin, and goatee, did I mention the goatee? I still have the same worries and needs that any man has. For at the end of the day, although barrel-chested and Kryptonian-boned, although never having lost a thumb-wrestling match or a Jägermeister drinking contest, I am, of course, just like you, only larger, much, much larger. Hello, I can't take your call right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll be sure to call you back. Thank you. Hello? Who's that on the machine? Johnny, what's going on there? I'm not sure if I have the right number or what. This is you, Johnny. That's your mother. I'd like you to come for dinner Friday night if you can, okay? Call me back. Yeah, hi. Who is this? Mom, it's 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 your son. Come on, who is this? It's your son, Mom. It's Johnny speaking. Is this a joke? No, no, it's 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 me. I mean, I'm I'm just trying out this this new voice um, oh that the, the radio station made for me. Doesn't and sound like you. I'm getting really nervous. What's it, going on? It sounds on? like me. I mean, it's just it's just a little it's just a little lower. You know, it's a little bassier. I don't know, Johnny. Are you okay? What's going no, on? No, I'm I'm fine, mom. I, mean, I don't I'm, know. You, you, it doesn't sound right to me. I hope you're okay. I'm I'm fine. It's just something new that I'm trying out. You know, try, I'm trying to get myself and other people used to it. It's what it's they some, do something to your voice on the computer. Well, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Scary. Really? Yeah. Why did you do this? It it seems that people like my voice better this way. What do you mean? What's wrong with your voice? You have a beautiful voice. Okay. I mean, thank you, but you know, you're you're my mother, mom. I mean, you're, you know, you Even when you were a little boy, you had a great little voice. You used to sing so nice. You had a terrific voice. Remember you used to sing that Shirley Temple song on the good ship? Lollipop, uh, yeah. it's uh, a nice. Uh, uh, all right, okay. Who wouldn't think you have a good voice? Who in their right mind would say such a thing? No, well, they're trained professionals. Never mind professionals. I know a good voice when I hear one. You're well, wonderful. Don't listen to them. Listen to your mother. 
I know right, well, what's right for you. I, okay, but you know, you're not the one who you know who runs the radio station. No, but you, I know what the average person likes. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get your father on the phone. You'll ask him about your voice. He knows what a voice is. He'll tell you the same thing I'm telling you. I'm going to call him now. Yeah, he's home. Buzz! Buzz! Pick up the phone! Hello? Listen what they did to his voice. Hey, Dad, it's Johnny. What's, what's the problem here? What's your mother excited about? Is the radio station likes my voice better this way. Never mind. Did it involve some, some, some modulation? They twisted some yeah. knobs. What? So, so what's wrong with the voice thing? Whatever. You know what? You don't, terrific. you don't know what you're talking about he already. Are you powerful. crazy or what? Are you nuts? He sounds more manly, powerful. I please, Buzz. You're you talking see? some craziness already. Terrific. He no, never mind. There's nothing There's wrong with his voice. In his voice. I please I mean? listen to you. Hey, you listen. I don't listen good, to him. He doesn't know what he's talking I about. I know good voices when I yeah, hear it. Yeah, you know. The, when I was a kid, my father loved the battle of the baritones, and here you are with this nice voice they give you. Are you not complaining about? What's the what problem? Are you telling him this? They give you a good voice. Take it. You know what I mean? Crazy nonsense. It's authoritative. It's uh, it sounds uh. There's official. nothing wrong with his voice. It's my own son. Stop it already. You sound like 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 David Brinkley used to sound, or, or uh, uh Huntley there. Stop driving him crazy terrific. for nothing. Your voice, I think, it's so professional. Leave him alone. He has a beautiful now, voice. This, I think you want to know something. I'll be honest with you. This is what a man should sound like. Are you nuts? There's nothing wrong with his voice. Try to be honest. Don't be so honest. I don't need I you to be so honest. I want to enhance his career. Yeah. His career is fine without that voice. Yeah. You'd think they don't do it these guys like Brinkley? I don't care about those people. My son is down. better. They turned the dial down. Stop bothering. Lower pitch. Stop bothering me with that nonsense. And, uh, There's nothing wrong with his voice. I'll see you both on Friday night. Can you give me a chance to say something. What? What do you have to say? This is what you call technological ah, surgery. Please, Buzz, That's please. Is. He has a beautiful okay, voice. I'll talk to it's, you later. So it's, it's like, you know, plastic surgery. Uh, I ask you to do one little thing for me, and you can't do it. Why? If they can improve this. What is there to improve? You have to Hello, Gregor. Hey, Jonathan. You know, I'm just standing on a ladder holding up a curtain. Can I call you back? Well, how did you know? How did you know it was me? What do you mean? How did I know it was you? Who else is it going to be? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't sound like me. Yeah, I can hear your voice sounds a little bit different. You, you sound very different. Well, you you, sound, you hear it, right? You're using a different microphone. Are you snickering with your engineer there? That you're on a different cell phone or something? I mean, I can hear that your phone sounds a little bit different. No, it's not the phone. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I sound, I sound like a different man, don't, don't I? Who do you want me to tell you sound like James Bond? You, you sound very different. You sound much more intimidating and regal and uh, like someone. If you told me to buy a certain brand of cough syrup in a commercial, I would believe you because you're playing a doctor on TV. I don't know. Why are you being sarcastic with me? What do you want from me? You sound like you ate a banana, and you didn't quite swallow all of it, so it's a little bit in the back of your throat. That's what you sound like. That's exactly how you sound. I don't sound like oh, that. Talk like you. I don't sound it. like my voice sounds very clear. Now you know what I'm talking about when you're like this. When you're like, uh, I got a little banana in my throat. Do I sound different uh, than me eating banana? There's no banana. Don't you, listen. This is a, it's a much more complicated process. Do you understand? Oh, what is that? A kiwi? No, it has nothing to do with fruit. Okay, it's 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 it's. I don't expect you to understand it. It's a very it's a very technical process oh, wait, in wait. which my voice is treated. Does it involve the frequency modulation? 
you did a wonderful job. Your voice sounds totally different. But you see, why why couldn't you just acknowledge that right off the bat? Because I understand what you want to hear from me. It's not just that you have some different frequencies added or cut away from your voice or that you're putting it through some special vocal processor. You want me to tell you that you sound like some great orator because you did some stupid hokey digital processing to your voice. Well, I, I, uh, I know what you want. You want to be like a guy like John Wayne or something. I don't know. Well, with his heavy, deep voice. Mm -hmm. But when you come off sounding like a guy who's at the counter ordering the cream for his toenail fungus because it's intractable fungus that he can't get rid of with the usual creams, it doesn't matter whether you slow it down or say it through a megaphone or somehow sing it with the guitar to accompany you. You're still Jonathan Goldstein. You're still not going to sound like any of these people who you admire. You're just going to sound like you uh, with your somewhat nasal voice. Listen, I'm going to introduce you to a show business term right now, okay? You got your pencil and paper. It's called delivery. Mm -hmm. Your delivery is a guy who sounds like he's about to get his mind changed by whoever he talks to. Really? Even when you called me and you're like, ha, 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 how did you know I, it was me? Hey, 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 mister. Hey, hey. I didn't. If you want to deliver lines in a deep, booming voice, mm -hmm. you've got to have something behind it. It can't just be the same old, stammering, frightened person. Mm -hmm. All right, listen. T turn off the stupid EQ thing or slowing down your voice or pitching it down or whatever well, you do. Just, I, 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 just, just turn it off and stop for a second. I kind of feel naked without it. You have plenty to be ashamed of. Don't worry about being naked. It's not going to make it any worse. Okay, hang on one second. Okay, it's off. Oh, that awful voice is back. Oh, maybe you well, should you, put it on. You... Okay, I'm, I'm kidding. Leave it off. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me just introduce you to something called the real world, okay? Because everything you're doing is all well and good in your little fantasy world of your studio when you can control all the knobs and afterwards, if you don't get it right, you can tweak the knobs and change everything. But out here in the real world where I live... You know, you're going to have to be able to do it from the heart. Like, imagine if you were in some situation, a real-life situation, and you ever see the movie with Albert Finney, the movie The Dresser, where the train's pulling out of the station? Mm -hmm. It's a life-or-death situation. He's got to stop the train. And Albert Finney is a close-up. He points to the train after it's already left, and it's a super loud screaming steam whistle on the train, and he goes, Stop that train! And the train screeches to a halt. Mm-hmm. Now imagine yourself, without any microphones or trickery or any digital technology. You're standing on the platform of a train. One of those steam trains is pulling out a platform, and someone's going to go, and if they go, someone will die, and blah, blah, blah. Now you've got to stop the train. What are you going to do, send them a recording two weeks afterwards? I don't think so. You're going to need to be able to deliver on the, on the, on the spot. Now tell me to stop the train. You want me to do that right now? I'm the, I'm the conductor of the train. Don't give me a you, you, you want me, you want you, you want me to... Here goes the train. Stop. Stop. Okay, too late. Train's gone. Germans won the war. Thank you. Thank you for thinking about it and stammering. Stop that train's gone. Stop that train. Bridge is blown up. Everybody died. You know why? Because the guy who was supposed to stop that train sounded like a little frightened bird. Like this. Stop that train. I didn't sound like that. Hey, guys. Wait up, guys. Please. My train is leaving. Oh, my. You see what I'm talking about? It can't I... be taught. You're suited to poaching eggs and staying home and feeding your cat. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> and that's the kind of voice you have, and you should just accept it. Love who you are. That's rule number one, right? All right, okay. You've got to learn to love yourself because no one else is ever going to love you. Listen, God made all kinds of creatures, great and small. Mm-hmm. And you came out small. 
Mm-hmm. That's okay. We all have our parts to play. It's all part of the divine plan. Here, I'll tell you what. I'm going to sing the, the song Shaft, and you can do the part of the girls, the backup singers. You go like this. Shaft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and why why are we going to do this? I gave you an hour of my time here. You can give me two seconds. Okay. It's about self-love. Someone gets to be the acorn, and someone gets to be the mighty oak. Uh, and, 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 and I guess you, you would be the mighty oak? <laughs> no kidding. Of course I'm the mighty oak. Uh-huh. Who is the man with the master plan? Shaft? You're damn right. Who is the man that would risk his neck off by the man? Shaft? Can you dig it? Are you getting the hang of what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I think I do. Okay, now, now, now it's your turn. You go ahead. Next one. Yeah, okay. Uh, come on. All right. Um, come on, Conbrio. That means we're stealing. They say this cat, Shaft, is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Shaft. Then we can dig it. He's a complicated man. On Wiretap today, you heard Joshua Carpatti, Starley Kine, Buzz and Dina Goldstein, and Gregor Ehrlich. Wiretap is written by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira Bertwintonic, Wendy Dorr, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Friday evening at 8.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the cheeks? You're damn right. Who is the man that would risk his neck for his brother man? Can you dig it? That won't cop out when there's things you're all about. Yeah. Right on. You see this cat shaft is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. What I'm talking about, Shaft? Yeah. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him like his woman. Don't you?